Hello, and welcome to the Master Key Podcast, where we help you unlock your original design so that you can live in the fullness of your destiny. How do you partner with Holy Spirit as you go about your day? Today on the podcast, Dennis helps align us with Holy Spirit to be empowered as we walk through life. For more information and other resources, please visit us at masterkey.guide. Our topic today is partnering with Holy Spirit. How do we as believers enter into a relationship with and partner with Holy Spirit? Jesus said to his disciples, I have to go away now, but if I go away, I will send another one just like me. And he will be the comforter, and he will teach you, he will guide you, he will come alongside and help you. And certainly that's what Holy Spirit does. What a joy to be able to know Holy Spirit, to walk with him, to hear from him, and to partner with him as we pursue the kingdom. So we're talking today about partnering with Holy Spirit. And first of all, I'd like to explain how we do not do it. It is not done through our soul. We don't know God primarily through our mind, our will, or our emotions. These are all part of our soul. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the natural mind receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Uh, Often you find Christians trying to know God in their mind or trying to experience God in their emotional realm. The Bible is very clear about this. The Bible says that God is a spirit And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. What does this actually mean? Well, the Bible teaches us that we are created three parts. Spirit, soul, and body. That which is born of flesh or in the body is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. I'm quoting from John 3 verse 6. So your spirit man was created to connect with God. Spirit connects with spirit. And as I quoted earlier, God is a spirit. That was found in John chapter 4, verse 24. If you want to know God and to hear from God or Jesus or Holy Spirit, you have to do it in and through your spirit man. So spirit relates to spirit, soul relates to soul, and the physical realm relates to the physical realm. If I want to uh, stir up your emotions, I would stir up my emotions, and that would cause your emotions to react. If I wanted to challenge you intellectually, I would speak from my mind because, of course, intellect connects with intellect. If I want to know your spirit, I have to know you through my spirit, deep calling unto deep because, of course, spirit relates to spirit. And that's how it is with God. If you want to walk with God, you can't expect him to come into the natural realm and relate to you there. 
You have to go into the spirit realm. We talk about walking in the spirit, living in the spirit, worshiping in spirit, praying in the spirit, because that's the realm where God lives. So again, starting off today, if you want to have an exciting relationship with Holy Spirit and experience His reality in your life every day, you have to relate to Him through your spirit. You have to become strong in spirit and you have to live in the power of His might. So Paul says we have a natural body and we have a spiritual body. And the truth is, we have five natural senses, but we also have five spiritual senses. We have the sense of seeing, hearing, tasting, smelling, and feeling. Five natural senses. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 14 talks about our spiritual senses which we also have five. It talks about those who through reason of use have exercised their senses to discern both good and evil. What this is saying is the more you practice using your five spiritual senses, the more you will be able to hear from God, to see, to hear, and to discern things. So let me give you several verses that talk about this. It says, um, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit would be saying to the church. This is talking about spiritual ears. We have natural ears that we hear in the natural realm, but there is an ear whereby we hear into the Spirit. We hear the voice of God. We hear the heart cry of other people. We might even hear into the demonic realm what's going on so we know how to pray, and that's having our spiritual ears opened. The Bible also talks about the eyes of our heart that the eyes of our heart might be enlightened or opened, Paul says. And we talk about dreams and visions and revelations. These are situations where our spiritual eyes are functioning and we are seeing into the spirit realm. It's very important that we be able to see. The Bible talks about watch and pray. Watch and pray. Many Christians are praying, but their spiritual eyes aren't open. And they're kind of like a boxer in the ring who's blind, and they're kind of beating the air, but they're not really making a big difference because their spiritual eyes are not open. It's very important that we see our eyes anointed with eye salve, Jesus said in the book of Revelation, so that we may see into the spirit realm. The Bible also talks about the sense of smell. Uh, another word for that would be discernment. You're discerning something that you're not seeing and you're not hearing, but you're still discerning that it's real. I was about 15 years old living with my parents in their home and everybody happened to be away one day and I was home alone just watching TV 
and suddenly I began to smell smoke. I didn't see anything, I didn't hear anything, but I began to smell smoke. I got up and started looking around the house. I couldn't see anything out of the ordinary, nothing seemed to be on fire, but the smell of smoke got stronger and stronger. Finally, I went down to the basement, I checked you know, all of the areas, and then I realized that the smoke was coming from an apartment that we had upstairs in our home that was rented out to other people with a separate entrance. So I went outside and went up the back stairs and I came to their door and when I opened the door to their hallway, billows of smoke came flooding out and their part of the house was actually on fire. So I had to call the fire department who came and put out the fire before there was much damage at all. What would have happened if I didn't have the sense of smell operating? just like happens in our lives many times when we're not operating in discernment, bad things happen that we're not picking up on. I have a, a very good friend that I've known for probably 40 years, and uh, he didn't go very far in school, he wasn't well educated, some people would think, you know, academically he was, you know, not really on the high end of the scale. But what he was really amazing at is discernment. He could discern things remarkably well. And he really was a prayer warrior for me and my family for many years. And he would pick up things from God and pray them through before the enemy could bring them to pass. And I can't tell you how many times my family was delivered or protected from demonic plans because of his discernment. One day he was at work just doing his job and suddenly he discerned that something was wrong with his little baby at home. I think he had a baby who was maybe a year and a half old and he dropped what he was doing, ran to the phone and called his wife and said, quickly, check the baby. And she said, well, honey, I was just with the baby about two minutes ago. The baby's downstairs in the family room in her uh, playpen just playing. And he said, no, go and check her right now. So his wife went downstairs and sure enough, with the two, within the two minutes that she had gone upstairs, the baby reached through the playpen, through the bars, and reached underneath the playpen, which was raised about six inches off the floor, and had grabbed a piece of plastic that was stapled to the bottom side of the playpen, tore it off, and had put it in her mouth, and had stopped breathing, and the baby was turning blue. Now, the mom had just been down there two minutes ago. She would have had no reason to be concerned about the baby. But because her husband's spiritual senses were exercised and he could discern that his daughter was in danger, you know, he was able to call. The mother pulled the plastic out of the baby's throat, 
who began to breathe again normally and everything was fine. This is an example of discernment. The Bible says he that is spiritual discerns all things. You have the calling and the invitation to walk with God in such a way that your nose is smelling and discerning things uh, in a remarkable way. And, you know, sometimes people ask, where was God when this or that happened? Well, God was right there and he wanted to give revelation. But if we have not exercised our senses, if our eyes are blind, you know, and Jesus talked about the blind leading the blind, it's not God's fault that, you know, somehow he didn't tell us. It was our fault. It was our lack that um, through not exercising our spiritual senses did not allow us to partner with God and actually deal with the problem. Another verse says, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Sometimes you take something out of the fridge and it's been in there for a while and you're not sure whether it's still good or not. So you'll taste it to see if the milk has turned sour or if the fruit is going bad or whatever. It's very important that we have developed a sense of spiritual taste. We need to taste the water in the well. Sometimes the water source can be poisoned. We need to taste uh, things before we eat them because some things that we eat could make us sick. And then finally, we have the sense of touch. The Bible says in Hebrews that Jesus was a high priest who was touched by the feelings of our weaknesses. Jesus felt what we feel. And the thing about compassion, when you're moved with compassion, you experience what other people might be going through. And we develop what we call empathy. So I've quickly gone through the five spiritual senses, which all of you have and all of you can operate in. How well are you doing in these five areas? Do you have ears to hear? Can you hear the voice of God? Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me and another they will not follow. God has a voice. Jesus has a voice. Holy Spirit has a voice. It says in Acts chapter 13 that Holy Spirit said, Separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. Holy Spirit's voice is different than Jesus' voice, which is different than the Father's voice. Have you learned to discern which one of the Trinity is actually speaking to you? I think it would be important for you to know whether you're hearing from your Heavenly Father or your older brother or the Holy Spirit who is your teacher and your guide. The more we exercise our five spiritual senses, the more we can relate to God partner with God, and the more fruitful our walk with God will be. 
Now, we have some people in the body of Christ who are extremely gifted in the five spiritual senses. There is a type of prophet called a seer prophet. And this type of person is highly active in the five spiritual senses. I've been around people like that. And even when you're around them, your own spiritual senses become more acute and you become more aware of the spiritual realm. You know, if we are a soldier in the army of God, but we're blind or we're deaf or we can't smell, taste or feel, we would be handicapped. We would be greatly hindered in our role as a soldier. And the enemy would easily be able to overtake us and overpower us. Many Christians are like that because they have never really practiced living and moving and functioning in the spirit realm with their five spiritual senses operating. I am challenging you today to walk with Holy Spirit. And it does say it's practice. I actually practice um, functioning in my five spiritual senses. I practice hearing from God. For instance, if they're saying something on TV and they're going to give you know, a number or something, I'll try to hear from God what the number is before they say it. And I don't always get it right, but sometimes I do. I remember one time a group of us were playing Pictionary. Some of you might know what that is. You have this uh, blackboard or easel with a you know, big white sheet of paper and you draw pictures and your team has to guess what the picture is. Well, my partner was up there and she drew a straight line on the page and I just shouted out, Ohio! And that was the answer from one straight line. She didn't even make an O. It was just a straight line. And I had a word of knowledge. I, I had like a, a knowing in my spirit that the answer was Ohio. And, you know, we can talk about the gifts of the Spirit. A word of knowledge is one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit mentioned in Corinthians. And, uh, you know, these gifts are given to us to equip us and to enable us to partner with God and function with God. I would encourage you to read that list and review the gifts and to exercise the gifts. Um, Paul said, earnestly desire spiritual gifts. That's another way of saying earnestly practice functioning in your five spiritual senses. I want to be as valuable as I can be for the kingdom of God. That's why I want all five of my spiritual senses working. Um, you know, some of us might be stronger in one or two of the five senses, maybe more than others. Um, my strongest spiritual sense would be vision. I have a lot of dreams and visions <clears throat> and, you know, pictures and images. Uh, a lot of my teaching, I use uh, my dreams and parables, which are really pictures that I see in my spirit man. 
you might be stronger in the area of hearing. You might hear, you know, scripture verses, or you might hear the words of a song or, you know, different things like that. Other people are more uh, maybe intuitive. Uh, they pick up in other ways. There are many ways to hear from God. So I'm encouraging you to exercise through reason of use your five spiritual senses. And the good thing that can happen with all of this is you can develop a personal relationship with Holy Spirit. And that's the best part. As I close today, I'd just like to mention uh, there's a famous movie made years ago called The Miracle Worker. And it's actually the story of Helen Keller, who, as some of you may know, uh, early in her life, she had some disease that left her blind and deaf. She could not see or hear anything. And so as a little girl, this was like her being in a prison, cut off from the world. Imagine not being able to hear your family talking to you or see anything. She couldn't communicate. She couldn't, uh, you know, she had no language to uh, understand what others were saying or to speak to others what she wanted to say. So she was living a very miserable and uh, isolated life. Well, the family hired a, a special teacher whose name was Ann Sullivan, who came to live with them in their home, and she eventually was able to teach Helen Keller about, uh, you know, sign language or like reading with finger uh, movements in her hand. And Helen eventually learned how to talk and communicate. And she was so hungry for knowledge that Helen Keller went all the way through school, got a university degree, actually became a teacher and a lecturer at different universities, uh, even though she was blind and deaf. She overcame her physical handicaps. But in it all, she developed a friendship with Anne Sullivan, her teacher. And one of the most moving scenes in the movie, as I remember it, um, one day they had had a very long, hard day learning and uh, Helen asking many questions and was very demanding on Anne all day, every day. And so Anne had put Helen to bed and... Uh, closed the bedroom door upstairs in their home and went and sat in a rocking chair just to catch her breath and recover a bit from the very demanding day. Well, in the movie, Helen snuck out of bed, opened the door, and, you know, walked down the hallway feeling for Anne. And she found her sitting in the rocking chair. And Helen crawled up on Anne's lap and put her head on Anne's chest and just rested there in the arms of her teacher. I couldn't help but think of our relationship with Holy Spirit. You know, all of us would be blind to the spiritual realm if it were not Holy Spirit revealing to us. All of us would be deaf to the spiritual realm if it were not for Holy Spirit opening our ears. The Bible says, I hath not seen, 
ear has not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Many people stop there, but the Bible doesn't stop there. The next verse goes on to say, but he has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. That's Holy Spirit's job. Jesus sent Holy Spirit to be to me like Ann Sullivan was to Helen Keller. God sent Holy Spirit to open my eyes, to open my ears, to cause me to be able to operate in discernment, to taste and see that the Lord is good, and also to be touched by compassion and the feelings of others, which is so important, for instance, in the ministry of intercession. Above all of that, though, is the relationship we get to have with Holy Spirit. Is Holy Spirit your best friend? Do you hear his voice? Do you let him comfort you? Is he your teacher? Jesus said when Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth. I remember one time my friend and I were traveling down to Florida from Toronto area on vacation. And we passed through Cincinnati, Ohio on Highway 75. And uh, we had a friend that we knew who had lived in Ontario, but her family had moved to Cincinnati. And I thought, wouldn't it be neat if we could track her down and actually see her while we're going through that city? And my friend agreed. And this is what literally happened. Holy Spirit said, take this exit. And so we got off the I-75 into Cincinnati, which is a large city. Holy Spirit said, turn left here. Turn right here, go straight, cross through these lights. And he directed us, and we came to the university, which is where she was a student. Imagine our shock when at a stop sign, just three feet in front of us, walking across the crosswalk was this young lady. And we uh, rolled down the windows and called her name, and she was shocked to see us in Cincinnati. This is an example of being led by the Holy Spirit. He wants to be so involved in our lives. He wants a friendship with you. He wants to know you, and he wants you to know him. Jesus counted so much on the Holy Spirit. He gave us the secret of his ministry in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to heal the brokenhearted, preach the gospel to the poor, and all these things. Jesus knew the power of the Holy Spirit. He did not do any miracle in his own strength. He said the Son of himself can do nothing. Jesus laid aside the glory that was his with the Father before he took on the form of man. And he came as a man, lived on the earth as a man. And it says in Acts 10.38 that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the man, with the Holy Ghost and power. 
who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. If you would like to partner in the works of Christ and even do greater works, he said, it will be done the same way he did them, which is through the power of the Holy Spirit. All of this is available to you, and I'm extending an invitation to every one of you to live and move and have your being in the spirit realm, to develop a friendship with Holy Spirit, and to live your life the way Jesus did, anointed and empowered for the work of the kingdom. Father, right now, I pray for every person listening to this message. I ask, Lord, that you would draw near to them and that, Holy Spirit, you would open their eyes, open their ears, cause them to move in discernment in various ways, and that you would develop a friendship with them and they with you that would be the most exciting adventure they can imagine. And I pray that they would go near and far, in fact, to the four corners of the earth, and that wherever they go, the kingdom of God would come, the will of God would be done, and that they would be filled and empowered and anointed by the Holy Spirit to do the will of God in every situation. I pray this for every one of these people. In Jesus' name, amen. Wonderful to be with you today. God bless you all. See you next time. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. If you'd like to connect or find other resources, please visit us at masterkey.guide.